Poetic Properties is a complex creation brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. This week was actually a better week than I've had in a while, uh, minus me still being under the weather and congested. Um, work is turning out to level itself out to an extent. I told you guys the past few weeks I've been going through it with uh, the current leadership and feeling disrespected and discriminated against on certain issues. And I just was like, I'm going to mind my business. I'm still going to do, you know, the job that you pay me for. I'm not here to create ruckus, but I'm not I'm also not here to be bullied. Right. So that situation turned into um, teams separating, not saying that my situation was the deciding factor to split the teams. Long story less long. I'm no longer dealing with those people anymore. To an extent, I have a new leadership yet again. You guys know if you've been following each episode of the podcast, this is probably like my sixth or seventh change in, no, probably five or six, I'm sorry, um, in 127 episodes in leadership at my job. Um, and it does get frustrating to an extent, but gotta you got to deal with it, right? Because just like no one holds a gun to your head forcing you, you know, to work at particular jobs. You just got to get in where you fit in. And that's just what it's been for me. So I am frustrated because constant, like too much change too often. It does trigger my anxiety. However, in this instant, it's a, it's a win lose because yeah, you know, the change, the change is kind of frustrating me because now I have to get used to new people. But because of what I was going through under the old leadership, it's like, all right, cool. This is a fresh start. You know, let's figure out how this is going to to go. And so that kind of eased up on the mental stuff that I was kind of going through this past few weeks, just, you know, not being able to sleep correctly, migraines on 10, just thinking about having to log in. Just thinking about having to deal with these people that, you know, instead of having conversations and and, and our constructive conversations, they rather just be on their high horse and do what they want or come to their own conclusion without, you know, conversation. And that, that's just very frustrating to me, just as a human being, forget an employee, like in any part of life, it's just difficult when people come to their own conclusions and they are in some type of control of something that, you know, you have, you have going on. But for the most part, that change was, that was good for me. Right. Um, and this is effective tomorrow. Well, this is, by the time you're hearing this, I would have been moved to the new team. And so, like I said, that eased up some stuff. On the work side, I was still going through some stuff mentally um, inside of my immediate family with my kids and stuff and just trying to understand certain things, because you guys know, for me, 
it's daily for me. There's healing processes daily for me, me trying to teach the kids how to heal properly and go through the things that they need to go through properly. It's daily for me. Like, so I don't take no days off in that uh, aspect. And so um, just getting them, getting them to, or helping them get to their point of understanding with the things they have going on in their life and, you know, still working on myself and then working on, on us. And we had another family meeting that, um, it was just, it was, it's crazy, right? Like it's just, it's a lot of stuff that be going on that if people knew they would be like, yo, that's insane. How do you get up and get on this podcast? How do you get up and go to work? How do you still, uh, just do what you do? And I'm not trying to make it like I'm better than anybody at all, but like, if people saw the behind the scenes of, of like the Truman Show, they'd be like, bro, that's crazy that you're still able to continue to fight through, continue to try to be positive um, and just keep going. Right. I don't I'm not a complainer in the, in the sense of uh, I just talk about it and then sit on my butt. I vent, yeah, I, I like I'm, I'm not going to hold you. I'm a person who needs to vent because it eats at me and then it turns into something different. But as I'm venting, I'm actively working on the thing that is the issue, right? Um, it was, it's, it's crazy because someone asked me directly and nobody has asked me directly since I've been diagnosed, since I've been talking about it on a podcast, since I've been trying to be, you know, uh, how can I say it? Since I've been on this journey of healing, nobody has directly asked me. And I was asked uh, this week, do I feel like the depression and anxiety is uh, getting worse, getting better, uh, staying the same? And I've been chewing on that question all week because I really like for me, I want to I want to be honest with myself. So I have to really like dig deep and and figure it, figure it out. And I personally don't feel like it's gotten any better. I just feel like the episodes are spread out, right? It's that when it hits, it hits me extremely hard for whatever reason. Like it's, it's not a buildup to it. Like I, I'll be perfectly fine and out, you know, doing the podcast, creating stuff, talking to the kids, working, whatever, and then it'll hit out of nowhere. And then I'm just like in the fetal position in the room, just blinds closed, TV off, lights off. And so it's difficult to assess properly if I am getting better or not. I do try to, again, I try to fight this daily, but sometimes it just hit and it, it just does what it does. And so my personal opinion of, of it is, it's not that I'm getting better or worse. It's just that the time frame between episodes has drastically changed. The issue with that is I'd rather have the many episodes daily than have that break. And it hit me so hard because that knocks me down. Right. I, I see uh, constantly and I say it all the time like it's certain things that that are triggers to me that I have to get over because it's just life like for me when I'm seeing you know um 
when I'm seeing fathers and their daughters or just just fathers in general with their kids. And, you know, I see the kids throwing tantrums because they want their dad. And I, I see the dads doing the hair and the dancing and the riding the bikes with their kids and stuff like that. And these are things that I do with my living kids that I've done, you know, with all of my living kids. And it hurts because I'm like, dang, like I'll never experience that. And I know that that's reality and I know it's something like I can't change. But for whatever reason, those thoughts come when I see that. Right. And it's in in. Logically, I love that for people. Selfishly, I hate that. And I'll be like blocking it or say not interested because I don't want to bring negativity to their post because of my own feelings. Right. I don't want to be on their post like. Uh. Like you see often somebody be like, man, I like oranges, but then a comment would be like, so you hate apples? And I don't want to be that person and be like, well, some of us don't, we don't get the opportunity. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, it's a fact. I didn't, well, my youngest daughter, I, did, I didn't have the opportunity to do what they're doing, but that's not on them. And it's not in me to create negativity in someone's joy. It's just not in me. Right. And that's something that I'm working on for myself to just to be able to enjoy people, enjoy enjoying their life when it as it results to that. You know, but it took me to understand who I am. It took me to understand what I'm trying to accomplish for me to start to see the trigger in that, the unnecessary anger in that, the unnecessary uh, uh, judgment in that, right? Like I say often, I'm not God or I'm not a scientist. I don't know what happened to my baby and the hospital after the autopsy, they said they didn't know. I got to eat that. It doesn't make it hurt no less, but I'm working on stopping that trigger of being hurt from someone else's happiness. I know that sounds super weird, but I am extremely honest with myself as it results to who I am and who I'm trying to be. I never want to fake the funk with nobody. That shit hurts seeing it. But such is life. I have to be able to deal with that. And, you know, having that burden on my heart all day, just, you know, missing my child, missing my oldest daughter, Imani. Like having that burden on my on my heart, not having no help with my boys and then going to work, dealing with what I'm dealing with and pretty much just fighting against the world constantly. It's difficult to step outside of depression. It's difficult to stop the anxiety like I was homeless before. So anything that reminds me of being homeless if a bill is late if i get a notice about i like the anxiety is high even though i know like i am in a position that my kids don't have to ever be homeless but those triggers are still high for me right when the kids like when we at the end of the groceries because the kids is being savages like that's a trigger for me like i don't want them to ever not have the things that they want so with that it comes with me teaching them like yo like i know y'all hungry but y'all gotta y'all gotta make sure that y'all are eating proper portions not in here eating everything in two days because where we gonna get the rest from i don't get y'all support
I don't, uh, I don't, I don't have no, no financial help for the extras. Right. So I'm grinding out. But in that, I got to teach them, Hey, look, this is what we have. Like I, I show my kids, my bank account, my kids know, you know, when I get paid, they know how much rent is, how much this, how much that is so that they are aware. Okay. I can and cannot ask that for this or that because he don't got it. Or I know he got it. Pops, let me get boom, boom, boom. And there you go. You know, it sucks, but my kids will tell you to this day. If my dad tell me he going to do it, he going to do it. It may not be today or this week, but he going to do it because that's just who I am to them. And having to do this for so long by myself. Yeah, it puts you at a deficit because like I ain't balling. You know what I mean? It's four of them. But like I continue to say, they ain't asked to be here. I was the one fucking raw. Right. So it's my responsibility until that till I die or they die. It's my responsibility to make sure that I'm here helping them with life. You know what I mean? And that's finances, that's uh, emotions, that's mental, that's all that. And I take all that into consideration when I'm thinking about, do I feel like I'm healed do I feel, or do I feel like it's better, worse or what have you? I'm spending so much time making sure they don't experience what I've had to experience on my mental health that sometimes I don't even know if I'm all right. I don't know if I'm going through the motions. I don't I don't know. I just know that everything in me wants my kids to be better than I than I am. Than I was. I don't want them to have those days to where they don't they don't have nobody to talk to that's gonna listen to them. You see what I'm saying? I'm not one of them parents that like that it gotta be my way. Cause it don't gotta be my way. Because I don't even know my way. I'm still learning that. I'm still breaking free from generational things that were were taught. I'm still breaking free from things that was taught incorrectly in school. I'm still breaking free from bad relationships on the emotional side. So when I heard that question, I'm just like thinking about like, yo, like, nah, I don't, I don't think I'm better. I don't think I'm worse. Goes back to what I, what I always say. I just feel like there is in, when it in results to mental health, there is this purgatory that we all stay in and it's so much chaos and so much fog and we just look for a, a glimmer of light and we focus on that as long as we can until it dims and we're right back in the chaos we're right back in the fog and so it's like if i can if i can stay focused on that glimmer of light longer than i do like trust me i fight daily to do positive affirmations and think positive thoughts and, and try my hardest to stay positive. But it's difficult when the chemical imbalance is what it is. And it's difficult when every time you fight for something to be good, it turns out to where it's like, if something good happens, something extremely bad happens, like immediately. Like, and I don't know if this happens to other people because I don't, I don't ask, but it's just like my balance is super crazy. Meaning it ain't like I, I got something to enjoy and then it's months and months and months and then something go wrong. I promise y'all it's the weirdest thing. Like I'll get, I'll get something or something I should be excited about that next day or even the same day, something to happen that'll just throw me off.
And so I had to learn how to I had to learn how to create my own balance in that. And so I don't overly get excited about anything and I don't overly get down about anything because I just know how balance works in my life. And I don't really talk about it because then people will start to think you're crazy. They'll start to think you uh, you're seeking attention. Uh, You're victim. uh, You're in a victim mindset and stuff like that. And so as I'm thinking about all this stuff. Right. It got me thinking about trust and not just trust in other people, but trust in myself. Right. And trust in relationships, like specifically self-trust as it results to my ability to love somebody or allow them to love me openly. Right. I'm in this position now to where it's like, it's difficult for me to trust anybody. Like anybody. I found myself in this uh, in this space of. It's not that I don't trust you. It's that I don't trust myself while loving you. And when we came up like you would hear, it's not me, it's you. Like you would see that in the movies, like that was the cliche thing to say. Um, or it's not you, it's me like. But it will really be that person, right? You just like, quote unquote, trying to be nice to them. Like, I don't want to hurt their feelings and tell them they suck. They're horrible, yada, whatever. So I'm just going to put it on me. And as you're growing up and you're hearing that and it turns into a cliche, you don't even try to understand what it really means. In reality, a lot of times it is you and not that person, Right. This this thought that I have or this this thing of me not trusting myself in love, this affects romantic relationships, friendships, relationships with my kids, uh, relationship with my friends, because self-trust is a foundation of any healthy relationship. When I'm saying I don't trust myself while loving like that's an acknowledgement of my vulnerabilities, my insecurities and my past experience that has shaped me to be in that position. I love so hard. Like I like, like, I mean, since I was a child, like super blind love, not because I even knew what real love was, but I just knew that I didn't want the life that my mother and and biological father had. Right. So I'm just like, I want to love so hard that I never have to experience the bad part of it. The worst thing about that is when you do that, you're so blinded from who people really are, because all you care about is I love you. You don't care about how they treating you, how they talking to you. You don't care about none of that. And so in my experiences, or with the experiences that I've had, I'm now in this place to where I don't, I don't trust myself because everybody who I loved has done something to put me in a position of pain, right? My marriage, verbally abusive, mentally abusive, manipulative, my relationship with my daughter, verbally, physically abusive, like, and I'm just in love. I'm just in love. Like I don't like like I see it, but I don't really see it. 
because I'm like, I want to be a good man. I want to be a good father. I want to be a good husband. That's all I'm seeing. I'm not, I'm, I'm saying to myself, man, it ain't that serious. Yeah. That hit didn't hurt. Yeah. What you said to me, it, it didn't hurt that bad. And so I'm going through that for years on end for years on end. And so now I've lost trust in my ability to pick a correct partner. I've lost my trust in my ability to pick a correct friend because I've picked people um, romantically, friendship, and it, it, it didn't work. It didn't work. And so now I'm building my trust within myself so that I'm not so immediately in love with the friendship in love with the relationship, the action, the whatever, because I can't trust you to protect me, but I can't trust me to protect myself while expressing agape. My, my, my thing in life when it comes to, to friendships, right? And this is dumb. I know it's dumb. You don't have to tell me it's dumb. My mind says you are my friend and I'm going to die about it. So I'm going to give you all of my protection as your friend. Without asking you if you boss to the wall, I assume that's how you are with me. So you could be doing whatever you want. That's how I am in relationships too. You could be doing whatever you want. And I'm still like, well, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to provide. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Whole while I have no protection. So then when you're talking crazy to me and you're being mean to me and you're being manipulative and then I stand up and say, hey, like, I don't like that. Now I'm bugging. Now I'm tripping. And now you got me feeling like I'm crazy because it's like, yo, what? Why am I tripping? It's not that bad. This is creating like a high level of insecurity in me as a human being. Because I'm, 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 I'm thinking like, yo, like, how do you see me being a good partner? How do you see me being a good friend? And this is how you treat me and then it breaks me. It breaks me because I don't see how you can, you can just fathom the thought of disrespecting me like that. But then I get disappointed in myself because it's, why didn't you see it? What is, what is in you that makes you cut off all of your warning signals, signs, etc. When you become friends with people, when you fall in love with people, like what is that in you that has this 100% trust that someone is going to protect you? Because that's not the truth. I came up in a time where you you give love, give, give, give. Which uh, you sow and you reap. You sow and you reap. I was raised in church. So everything has always been about giving, whether it's financial, whether it's time, whether it's love, it's all about giving and don't complain about you not getting a bag because it's going to come back to you one day. And I, I, I kept giving, I kept giving, I kept giving and then it broke me because it never came back. And so now 
now I'm in a space of I don't I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. It's not true. You you like you are great. You are loving. You are caring. You are nice. You know you have empathy. Like oh my god. I don't trust that you have that for me. Because every experience that I've been in showed those exact attributes and every friendship has showed those exact attributes. And then once I let my guard down and I'm all in the friendship, I'm all in the relationship. Now. The game start to come. I feel guilty all the time on 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 the emotional tip. Like when I have to stand up for myself, when I have to stand, um, when I have to stand my ground with people disrespecting me, I feel guilty all the time. And a lot of times I'll run back to the situation because I'm like, man, it's not worth it. I'm strong. I'm strong. Right. They always check on your strong friend. No, don't check on me. I'm crazy. I'm not strong. I'm fucking crazy. I'm about to explode. I'm ready to slap the shit out of somebody. I'm ready to just say fuck it and just risk it all and be back on bullshit. But I don't because I got to be who I say that I am to me. And in order for me to do that, I got to start learning how to trust me. The moment I start trusting me, the moment I start loving me, now I can build up my defenses to the bullshit. Because I know how it feels to be loved because I've done it for myself. Once I build the trust up, I know how I know what distrust looks like because I've built my own trust up in myself. So I'm not going in blind. I'm not going in laying everything on a table like I, I, I liken it to um, the old days, like the medieval times. Right. When 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 the warriors or the soldiers, they would get undressed, right? Like you got your helmet, you got your chest plate, you got your arm guards, you got, and all this metal, all this armor you taking off. That's how I am in relationships. I go in and in your face and I stand on it. And the love that I give, the care that I give, the empathy that I give, I take it all off. I take off the helmet. I take off the chest plate. I take off the leg guards, the arm guards, the gloves. I put my sword down. I put my shield down. In my mind, you're supposed to pick up something. In my mind, you're supposed to pick up half. I pick up half. Meaning, I can protect you on certain answers, but you got to protect me. You got the chest plate on right now. I got the helmet on. So maybe I got to lead on this one and my head needs to be protected, but you got to have the empathy and the love on this one. So your chest need to be protected. And then we need to be able to switch. I need to be able to give you the helmet and you give me the, the, the breastplate because you, you won't, you going to need to lead. You're going to need to guide me because you you are you are the piece of me that is supposed to help. I am the piece of you that's supposed to help. This is real friendship, real relationship altogether. But if I can't trust that, like if I can't trust that if I give you the helmet, you're not going to take the chest plate, too. And you're just going to leave me open and you're going to send me to the front line. If I can't trust that now. That's a burden on me. This is how I got myself out of not blaming people. Yeah, you did me wrong. Yeah, you said this. Yeah, you said that. Why did I allow that? I heard you. 
I saw you do that. I felt you hit me. That's not your fault. Because I stayed. I stayed without protest. I saw you steal that money. I gave you money for, 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 for rent. I gave you money for child care. I still saw that notice that it didn't get paid. I gave you everything of me and watched you call me a bum. And I stayed. That's not a you thing. That's a me thing. You addicted to abuse. I'm addicted to being abused for whatever reason. It's something that we got to break. It's, it's bigger than this. So it is, it's not true. It's me. It's what I am allowing. It's what I'm going through. It's what I'm willing to stand in and not defend myself or not speak up or not even walk away. It's not you. It's me. I don't trust myself because for whatever reason, I can't break this cycle of abuse. I keep letting you convince me, friend, partner, my kids, I keep letting you convince me that I'm tripping. And I don't trust myself to know if I'm tripping or not. So what do I do? I stand there. This is why I'm so big on making sure I'm isolated from certain people and certain things. I don't I don't do certain things that I used to do because it's going to create the same reaction that I used to have. I love hard and get settled easy. And that's not okay. Because you're not going to care for me like I care for you. My mind is fragile. My insecurities are high because of things that I went through. The next person is not going to want to help repair that. And it's not their responsibility. This is why I don't bother nobody. I don't, I don't hop in DMs. I don't, but I like I told y'all before, I'm a you beautiful you to death. I'm going to fire emoji you to death. It's going to be up to you to get to, to, to know me. It's going to be up to you to figure that part out. Because, listen, one of the dumbest things is when they say you need to chase the relationship. Fuck is you running from? What are you running from? I'm not chasing the friendship. I'm not chasing the relationship. I'm going to be straightforward. You are beautiful. You are smart. That's what it is. That's as far as flirting goes with me. Uh, you a cool person. Yo, we into the same shit. Like, I'm not chasing no friendship. I'm not chasing no relationship. It's me. It's me. I don't have any more space for being hurt from my stupidity. I don't have any, I don't have any more patience for myself to be dumb in relationships or friendships. I just don't. So it has hardened me to an extent to where it can get difficult dealing with me. Not that I'm mean, not that uh, uh, that I'm aggressive, not that when I say uh, defense or defense that I'm like rah, rah, rah. It's more so that my mind will completely shut down. It will completely get overloaded and I, it will just shut down. And I'm just like, hey, because I've been 
in these positions of friendships, family situations, relationships where it takes some it takes some work, it takes some back and forth, but back and forth with respect, with care, with empathy. If you continuously crossing boundaries and, you know, I'm depending on you not to cross the boundaries and respect it and you're not and I'm still just like, all right, cool, that, whatever you 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 could do that. That's a disservice to myself. So I had to tell myself, yo, you being dumb, bro. Stop being dumb for these people. It's okay. Fuck it. Walk the journey alone until you in, in, until you are ready to invite people on this path with you. Because if you don't feel safe, if you don't feel secure, how are you fully going to make somebody else feel safe and secure? How are you going to make a partner feel safe and secure? How are you going to make your kids feel safe and secure if you don't feel it yourself? See, my understanding has changed a lot when it comes to being safe and secure because it is a difference between protecting and fighting. It is a difference between me responding out of fear and me responding out of the idea of protection. Because out of fear, I'm going to be dumb. Like, I'm doing everything. I'm going to the extreme. But if I'm protecting, I'm being, uh, 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 I'm being tactical. I'm being patient. I'm making sure that everything is good. If I don't feel that within myself, how am I give it? How am I give it? The vulnerabilities that that I express with you guys, you know, with my emotions, with uh, feeling unloved, with feeling disrespected, with, you know, like the reason why I don't go looking and bothering people in regards to dating uh, because of my kids. Also, the reason why I don't make extra, you know, uh, uh, extra friends as an adult because of the kids. The kids didn't do nothing, but I have a lot of kids and I do this shit by myself. And I never want to put my friends in a position to feel like they can't really be friends with me because I always have something with my kids. Like one of my kids is ADHD. Pretty much all of my kids have food allergies, asthma, stuff like that. So a lot of times I'm not available to do a lot of things. People can't be in and out of my house like that because my immune system is bad. So it becomes difficult to, to have friends. Right. When it comes to relationship, my mind tells me, you know, and not even my mind, because I've been in situations to where I'll be talking to somebody, everything will be going good. They'd be like, you have kids? I'd be like, yeah, I got six. Four of them live with me, one passed away, one I don't get to see. Damn, you got a lot of kids. And it ends right there. And I'm fine with that. I don't, listen, I am very big on understanding when it comes to that. I'm not going to convince you of the father that I am. I'm not going to convince you of the partner that I am. Like, I don't, I'm not auditioning for you. I'm not either. We're going to be friends and it's going to, it's going to work. Like for me, like most of my friends, matter of fact, let's see. Only one of my friends that I consider a friend that I could talk to every day don't have kids. Only one. I did that on purpose because people without kids don't understand. Just like I don't under, I, I've been a parent since I was 19 or wait, yeah, I was 19 or 20. So when I'm talking to adults with that don't have kids, we don't relate to an extent. We don't. 
So how can I trust that you know how to be a friend, especially if you if, if you don't have kids, you're not an aunt, you're not an uncle. How can I trust that you know how to be a friend to somebody with kids? How, how do I uh, uh, how do I get you to understand that sometimes I'm going to have to be flaky? Sometimes you're not going to be able to come over. Sometimes I'm not going to be able to hang because it's just a lot of stuff going on. How do you how do you handle that in a relationship with people who don't have kids? Like for me, I date people who have kids. Right. And, and not even that I date, but if someone talks to me and they don't have kids, I'm dead ass like, no, because you're not going to understand. Sometimes I'm going to ignore you. I don't have time. Like I don't have a hundred percent of time. Right. I got, I got five kids. I got six kids and a dog and a job and a business. I don't have a hundred percent of time, but I will give you a hundred percent of that time that I have left. And some people can't fathom that sometimes that a hundred percent of time left is a couple hours a day, especially if we don't live together. So then you get into the, Oh, well, if, if he wanted to, he would, if she wanted to, she would. And it's like, no, that's not how life works. So it's about finding, uh, your position is about finding the trust in yourself, uh, so that when people come along, you can be honest with them and y'all can build that together, or you can be honest with them and they can get away from you or what have you. I'm not interrupting nobody's life to deal with my chaos because this chaos that I have within myself and, you know, how I run my household, my kids, it's, I'm used to it. I'm not about to interrupt you with that and expect you to uh, be used to it. That's just like now I don't talk to I do not talk to women in front of my kids. If I'm on the phone, um, FaceTime, like if I'm with my kids, I'm not talking to you. Like I'll text, I'll text all day. But as far as because I don't want my kids to get this idea that. I'm just talking to anybody and I'm just talking to everybody and it's okay. I'm not like y'all know, like I grew up in the eighties. Y'all know all the aunties and uncles that was our aunties and uncles, but we ain't seen them at no family event. And I don't want that for my, for my kids, but it take me to trust myself enough to stand on that and tell people, Hey, I don't, I don't be on the phone in front of my kids. I'm not one of them, especially, you know, because when you have sons, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I got hoes. I'm, I'm not that parent. I'm not that guy. I don't want I don't ever want them to to go down that route. But if they do it, that's on them. Right. But I'm, they're not going to get it from me. They're not going to get that behavior from me. So just like with it, with everything, it comes with learning how to how to trust yourself enough to parent properly, to be in a relationship, to be in a friendship properly, um, to be, to, to acknowledge, right? When it comes to my kids, I talk to them about everything. If my account is overdrawn, I tell them if I am uh, talking to someone, I do let them know that I am talking to people, but I just don't be on the phone because you're not about to get comfortable around my kids. And then what if my kids get comfortable with you? And then we don't work out for real. Like, my kids lost 
and, and, and it is that I, my kids lost their own mom. Then I got into a relationship that I thought was going to work with my oldest daughter, uh, mom. That didn't work. And then my ex-fiance, that didn't work. Like my, my ex-fiance, she was around, she was around the boys a lot. Right. So that was the one person that was around them because we was like building, building. But other than that, I don't just, I don't, you're no, you're not, I'm not doing that. I had to gain trust and confidence in myself that I could say that out loud to a person and be okay if they're like, oh, that's weird to me, but you know, da 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 da, da you're secretive, da, da, and then don't want to deal with me. I'm good by myself. Like, I, I, I really am. That's one thing that I do appreciate about this journey that I'm on is that I've learned how to be by myself. I've learned, like, I, like, would sex with someone be cool? Yeah, but I, I could beat mines with both hands. I'm ambidextrous with it and have, and, and be good. I cook. I, I grew up in, a, I grew up very independent. Me and my brothers were cooking and cleaning at a very young age because our mom had two jobs. And then when she got, you know, with our, our stepfather, um, he had a job and they, they weren't getting home until, till six, seven at night. We had football practice. So we had to be able to get home, do homework, um, make us something to eat, get to football practice. And then they would pick us up from football practice. We had to do that our entire life. A lot of you, a lot of you have. So, Knowing that it translates for me as an adult, like it's not a necessary need for me to have a partner. It's not a need for me to have friendships. And because it's not a need, I have failed myself in, in the lack of trust that I've had for myself because I go into these situations and I'm blind. I don't know how to not love hard. I don't know how to not give my everything still to this day for whatever reason. I feel like, all right, once I start showing somebody I love them, they're going to start protecting me too. And, it, and that don't be the case. Once I go into this friendship and they see I'm a solid friend, we can be able to depend on each other and it, it don't work like that. It just doesn't. I can't share my vulnerabilities and insecurities with just anybody. Right? I, just, I, I can't. No matter how much I say you my friend, no matter how much I believe you friends, it's just certain things and certain levels to friendship that you're able to do. But it comes with learning how to trust yourself and understanding. I used to be a person that if you my friend, I'm going to tell you everything. I'm going to spend hours and hours and hours uh, um, telling you everything. Because I'm going to listen to everything. That's, that's my mindset. But you can't handle everything. It's going to make you look at me different if I tell you, you know, I was a hoe. I had only fans for a little bit. It's going to make you look at me different and be like, yo, like, I'm tired. I'm tired of my kids. These kids is like they tripping me out. It's going to make you look at me different. So I had to build up trust in myself so that I could say, all right, that person I can have this conversation with. That person I could have that conversation with. I still got to keep my guard up to a certain extent because I don't think they're going to fully understand. And I had I came to a point to where I am always prepared to argue my feelings. And that shit's crazy to me. I should never be in a position that I have to argue my feelings with a friend, with my kids, with the relationship. 
I should be able to say, this is my feelings. Boom. Let's discuss it. And it just be that. But I've never been in a position that I'm able to to do that. Right. So here's the thing. We be loving someone so deeply, we open ourselves to the possibility of pain. This fear is 100% from past hurt. Like, I noticed that in the world of emotions, we try to separate things and only, or that's only for romantic relationships. That's only for marriage. That's only for parents of boys or parents of girls or single men or single fathers or it's only for that particular thing and all this shit is intertwined and until uh i started like realizing like yo while we only talk about love and hurt and pain when it comes to marriage and in relationships um in monogamous relationships or what have you we don't talk about how we love our friends and sometimes that shit hurt We don't talk about the reality of parenting. Yeah, I have parental love for my kids. I'll die about these kids. But these fucking kids get on my nerves. And some days that normal human love is very low. But we're not allowed to talk about that. Right. And so for me, as I'm going through my healing process of finding trust within myself of believing in myself of understanding hey don't don't do that don't put your guard all the way down because there's nobody like i tell people all the time you're definitely going to miss my love no matter how bad you treat me no matter how arrogant you are you are 100 going to miss my love me as a human being possibly no sex no cooking no me and my love and my emotional care for you and my empathy, you are going to miss that 100%. And I cannot tell you how many times on some friendship shit, not even sex, not even trying to get back with me or anything like that, but I cannot tell you how many times that people have said to me, they didn't spend the block and be like, yo, it's crazy because nobody ever expressed themselves as a result to emotions and no one has ever cared to the extent that you cared. Because that's what I take seriously. I want to make sure that you are empowered. I want to make sure that you feel all the, the courage and you are able to look yourself in the mirror. Like if you're dealing with me, I'm going to hype you. I'm going to make sure that I gas you as much as I can with honesty, with love, with care, with empathy, all of that. So that you start seeing it for yourself. Because, again, I'm, I'm learning this by myself. Who am I to be able to see this and not want to give it to someone else? I'm talking my friends, too. My guy friends, my 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 women friends, like I'm not one of them like, oh, I can't tell my my guy friends I love them. I'm not one of them that I can't tell my brother I love him. I can't tell my sister uh, I love her. I can't tell the homegirl I love I'm not one of them people. You're going to get these emotions. You're going to get this hype. You're going to get this gas because I believe in you. And I think that 
you are an amazing person. I think that you are an amazing being. Yeah, we all have flaws. Yeah, we all, you know, have our irritable moments, our bad days that we just rah, 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 rah. We do. But it doesn't change who you are. And I had to learn self-trust to be able to see it in myself and not be so hard on myself so that I'm able to give that out. Like right now, it's so much going on with me. It's so much going on with me. I got a hole in my roof. Um, I'm dealing with my kids' emotions with something they're going through with their mom. I'm over here. I don't have no live-in partner. Things get super hectic. Um, my health be going in and out. I'm super exhausted. Migraines. Um, dealing with parent-teacher conference. Dealing with this. Dealing with that. And I'm still willing because I learned how to trust myself, meaning I learned how to manage my emotions for myself, meaning I know what I have to give out as a result to love, to care, to empathy. I'm still willing to give that out in the midst of me learning how to trust because I'm trying to build an empire of people who are not afraid to express their emotions if it means helping someone else. If I got to lay my emotions out on this podcast every time, if I got to lay out my, my patterns and my strategies that keep me going, then I'm going to do that for the people because I want to help. Self-love or, or self-trust when it comes to love. And again, I'm not solely talking about just relationships. I'm talking about overall. Self-trust and love involves recognizing your own emotional triggers and understanding that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's about knowing you can handle whatever comes your way, whether it's joy or heartbreak. Listen. I said a million times when I, when my last my my um my last relationship, right? I cried over that girl for two years, that woman for two years. For two years. Because I believed that that was gonna be the the it and all for me. I'm not ashamed that it took me that long to to get over it. I, that was the first time I allowed myself to feel what pain really was. And it helped me to understand it's okay. I've been sitting my ass down since then. I've been sitting down since then because I know what, I know what real pain feels like. I had a friendship from middle school until 2011, uh, like I mean, kicking it, talking daily, hour on hour, I had a, and, and it ended. I know what that pain feels like to lose things that you think are forever. I know what that feels like. I didn't think I could handle it until it happened. We've all had the moments where we're like, this is the worst day of my life. And then we wake up. This is the worst thing I've ever been through. I don't know how I made it through this. And then we wake up. I didn't know how I was going to move forward from after holding my baby dead in my arms. I don't know how. 
when my man's handed me to her in a Crown Royal bag, like I almost lost my shit. Like, like, yo, what, what is going on? I didn't know what I was going to do when I transferred her ashes to the urn. It, I didn't know what I was going to do because it was my worst day ever. And then I, I, I woke up. And so we have to start taking these experiences that we have and use them as stepping stones towards our healing. And I get it. Like the, the healing path is an escalator. And it gets harder with each step. But sometimes we got to use these mistakes and these these instances as uh, uh, stepping stones. And so we're able to step two stairs at a time and three steps at a time. And we just keep getting stronger and keep getting stronger to where we get to a point to where, yeah, it hurts, but I can fight through it. Yeah, like it feels like it's it's going to take me out, but I'm strong enough and I, I it's hitting me hard and I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to keep I'm going to keep being. Right. So I'm at this balancing act of of understanding joy and heartbreak. I've been through the worst pain that I've ever felt in my life. And I've also been through some good things that that felt like it was the best thing in my life. But guess what? I'll never know because my life is still going. So there's going to be more heartbreak. There's going to be more joy. So at what point do I know what was the best? Like it's the next thing is always the best thing. Just like the worst thing is the, the, the worst thing is always the next thing. As long as you are waking up, as long as you have air in your lungs, things can get worse and things can get better. You have to find a balance of how you uh, maintain your composure when it comes to that. Love is an action word, right? And like life, it comes with ups and downs. It's important to remember that trusting yourself doesn't mean you won't make mistakes or experience challenges. That's one thing that I had to for real, for real focus on. Like, that's why I start saying I'm not striving for perfection because perfection uh, equals completion and completion equals death. Because I start feeling like every mistake was the worst mistake I made in my life. It erased all the good that I was doing. I start uh, thinking that every time something got challenging, it just wasn't for me. And why do I have to work so hard and stuff like that? That's why I'm very forgiving of people who make mistakes. But if you are consistently attacking me, consistently violating me, that's not a mistake. That's who you are. And I have to remove myself. But in learning how to forgive myself and learning how to understand myself, it allowed me to understand people. You. Yeah, you did that. Right. Yeah. You put your hands on me. Yeah. You stole from me. Yeah. You lied to me. Yeah. You did all that. But what was going on in that time for you to make you feel like that was OK? Like, what was you thinking? That's not for me. That's not a question that I need an answer to. That's just how you should be thinking. I, I, I got to hold my own accountability. I can't worry about what your response is to that. I can't, I can't, I have to worry about my own. I have to worry about my own actions, how I was, what I allowed, what I didn't allow. I had to understand that challenges are going to come and mistakes are going to happen. And I have to have some type of faith and understanding in my ability to navigate through all these emotions. 
I know it seems like I'm a coward because I'll isolate in a minute, but I'm not isolating for y'all. I'm not scared of y'all. I'm not scared of hurting y'all. I'm not scared of y'all hurting me. I'm not scared of nothing except me not being who I say that I am. That's it. I don't isolate because I'm big and I'm bad and I'm stronger than you. I don't isolate because it makes me feel better than you that I'm able to control my temper to an extent that I could just remove myself and not care. It's not about that. Because trust me, I have been in positions to where I've been extreme in my responses, whether verbally or physically. Right. So, I, again, balance. I know both sides of the coin when it comes to that. I, I, I get it. I get it. So how do we, how do we build self-trust in the context of relationships? It involves self-awareness, communication, and growth. We have to be willing to face our insecurities and nurture our emotional well-being. I cannot stress enough how important communication is when it comes to trusting yourself, when it comes to your well-being, when it comes to your mental health. That has been one of the biggest things for me as I struggle with, with what I'm going through is my ability to communicate, hey, I'm in a fog right now. I got to chill. I tell the kids, we was just talking yesterday and I had like, I'm like, what do I tell y'all? I'm in a fog. We got to relax because depression doesn't know people. When that imbalance happened and you feel fog and you feel the rage and you feel hurt and you feel suicidal thoughts, it doesn't say don't do that. Your kids are right there. It doesn't say don't respond that way because those are your kids. When the fog is there, when the when the uh, 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 when the when it hits, it just hits. So as I'm healing and fighting through this, it's not that I I, I am comfortable, but it's like. I got to find peace in it somehow because I have to learn how to maneuver through it so I don't create any additional hurt to the kids, any additional hurt to myself, any additional hurt to, you know, my job, to uh, partners or, or what have you. Right. So nurturing. Nurturing. The insecurities and nurturing our emotional well-being is very important. Vulnerability does not make you weak. I talked about that before. Like that is the that is the strongest thing that you can be is vulnerable. And I know we can't do it alone, but we have to start learning ourselves. So when we do seek help, we are aware of what's happening. I think that's why a lot of times therapy doesn't work for people. I think that's a lot of times why people give up on it because we don't know ourselves enough to believe in what's being said to us or understand what's fully being said to us. And so we feel like it's a waste of time. But when you go in there, um, like I used to go in therapy and I used to just just tell a little bit. Because I was looking for vindication, I was looking to be right, I wasn't looking to be healed. 
But then I start realizing, well, how am I going to really get through this? How am I going to really progress if I'm not selling the full thing? Why am I wasting my $125 per session? One of our biggest teachers of self-trust is our experiences and using them to become a better partner person and a stronger individual. It's imperative that we take our time and truly understand this process of self-discovery. Stop rushing. What you rushing for? Yeah, you fine. Yeah, you handsome. Yeah, you fit. Yeah, you a BBW. Yeah, you bad. You could cook. You could clean. Yes, you all. What you rushing for? Figure yourself out. Stop, get, stop giving people nothing. Expect them to give you everything. Figure yourself out. Come to the table like, like I told you, I hate that what you bring to the table. Come to the table at least 75%, right? You leave that other 25% for the compromise, for the understanding, for the teaching amongst each other. Both of y'all, both of us. In the end, love has the power to heal, to transform, and to teach us valuable lessons about ourselves. It challenges us to grow and evolve, fostering a deep sense of self-trust. If we can remain strong enough to deal with the pain of these transformations, we will become better at trusting ourselves. It's going to hurt, but trust me, it's going to make sense in the end. I am living proof of daily healing. This shit hurts, but I know that I know that I know it's going to make sense. There's a reason why I am the one going through what I'm going through. There's a reason why this podcast is what it is. There's a reason why I'm being open with everybody and what's going on and how I move. I don't know that reason right now. I can't stop the pain right now, but I just know it's going to make sense. I know it. Remember. Remember that the statement is not that I don't trust you. It's that I don't trust myself while loving you. It's a reminder of the beautiful complexity of human relationships. Embrace the journey, trust in yourself and understand we got to go through something to get somewhere. I'm glad you were able to do that with me. Peace.